<laughs> I had that fleeting moment of thought. Uh-huh. Like, oh, I should just jump in front of her. I'm and then you like gently scared me. <laughs> 59 episodes in, I still got it, folks. Still spooking Emily just a little bit every episode. Because <laughs> every time you spook, I poop my pants. Whoa. Hey. Whoa. <laughs> Why? Why? And every time I scream, I swear I'm alive. <laughs> so I make you feel alive with my... I guess. My horrible beginning to this podcast. It's a bad one. It's not great. No. <laughs> Some one people day. have like a whole spiel they say sure. every time. Like introducing themselves. Yeah, weird. And what they're doing. I mean, I guess we could do that. <sighs> this is the uh-oh feeling. Ugh. So boring. We're not that kind of podcast. No. I think we discovered this. They say it takes 50 episodes to really come into your own and understand who you are as a podcast. Oh. I think we're there. I think we figured it out. Sure. And uh, we're not the kind that just actually says a spiel at the top. Yeah, we're not rule followers. Oh, yeah. No. And we definitely don't want new listeners to feel comfortable in any way. (laughs) No. Why would we do that? I've never felt comfortable. Why should you? <laughs> um, I went to a conference last week. Yeah. That the big message was being comfortable with being uncomfortable. <gasps> wow. What? So. Perfection. Perfection. Oh. Did you feel like you learned a lot about how to be uncomfortable? Oh, yeah. It ended with a huge confrontation. So. Whoa. Wait. On was... purpose? Or... No. People were just dicks. Wow. So that and was uncomfortable. I don't like bullies. What if it was just... So I was part of the confrontation. Oh, no. uh, oh my God. You guys, That's... I have this weird thing that I do where I don't back down. <laughs> <laughs> Never back down in her life, Emily Ware. And I call shit out. <laughs> yep, seen it happen. Yep, so that that happened in the meeting. <laughs> but it was their own damn fault. They started it. I just finished it. I bet everyone was like, this is a simulation? <laughs> Because it's now very uncomfortable in here. The energy in the room is upsetting. Yeah. But I think we're supposed to do this. We need to be comfortable with how uncomfortable this is. Yeah. It so was you, a whole thing. Oh, God. Well, that's fun. Sure. Well, at least, you know, maybe you took something back that will help you with this podcast because it's always uncomfortable over here. Our topics are very uncomfortable yeah. a lot of the time. My topic today is very uncomfortable. And I got it from that conference. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm so excited. I think you're going second, too, so I get to, like... I don't know anymore. I think so. Because I... Yes. Because I went second last time, and I was kind of... I was thinking about it last night, and I thought that was good, because I went very chill on myself. Um, And the original thing I was going to do didn't really didn't really pan out. Guys, we actually talked about it this time. We're like, what are we doing? Are we doing true crime? And I'm like, okay, I have a true crime story. This will be great. Mm-hmm. And then Taylor... I... um. Yeah, we were supposed to do true crime because, well, technically we were supposed to do it last time, but, but we Emily... Didn't, we, didn't, <laughs> we didn't discuss that. Yes. Things we, went weird with the Halloween episode, and then true. we didn't discuss what we were supposed to do. It's true. I just looked back at our last podcast before that, so it's kind of whatever. It's actually kind of a... Because, yeah, what, what was the Halloween episode? It's a, it's a nebulous nothing. Yeah. So, who knows? Um, we're making our own rules now. So this was supposed to be a full true crime episode and then I didn't do that. So yeah. we're doing a mixy matchy again. Yeah. Um, one, two, skip a few, mix it around and it's call fun. it a day. And maybe people like this. You sure. should, you should let us know if you like, uh, one, one non-true crime, one true crime. I mean, I'm up for doing literally whatever. I do think though, if we're always trying to be opposite of each other, we're going to get even more confused than we already do. Yes. We're going to be responsible for tracking our own shit. Yeah. Which we've never done that. (laughs) We always need to ask each other. (laughs) Hey, what's going on? On the flip side, the second set of stickers, 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 what the fuck? (laughs) Second set of stickers has come in. Yes. Which means stickers will be going out. Very soon. Yes, super soon. Thank you for your patience. That was a whole ding-dang hot mess of a thing. Absolutely. I've seen it. They look super cute. They're Mm -hmm. super fun. Mm -hmm. And again, so those ones are for our... $5. Our $5 and up. Yes. Yes. We're excited for you guys to see those. So yeah, Yeah. we'll be sending those out soon um, to everyone who, you know, provided a way for us to do that anyway. Yeah. Um... And uh, yeah, we're super excited about it. 
And this is actually a perfect segue because I told you I had reasons for doing the story I did. And uh, what are our stickers about again? Sentient tornadoes. They're about, yeah, they're about our sentient tornadoes. And I kind of realized like, okay, um, that's one of our favorite bits, clearly. And we haven't done a tornado story since then, if I recall. Hmm. So I have one for you. Okay. In honor of our stickers. All right. So I'm going to drink some tequila. Oh, we're drinking tequila. So I went to the store (laughs) by myself. Like an adult. Yes, and um, you should not be left unsupervised in the booze area. No, I shouldn't. I was like, what if we did, like, the fun little mystery grab bag again? So I started grabbing tiny bottles, and then I turned around. I'm like, well, (laughs) maybe we can just do champagne. So then I grabbed champagne because it was Mm -hmm. on sale. And then I was like, wait, I have have that snowdrift and a porter at home, so maybe we can do that. And then I got to the checkout, and then it was the, like, mini bottle, like, the bigger than mini, but, like, smaller than, like, flasky. Yeah. They're, like, yeah. weird in-between size. Anyways, <laughs> so then I grabbed those, and then I'm pretty sure the cashier probably thought I was an alcoholic. Oh, would they be wrong? So, yeah, we're drinking tequila right now. Who knows? We might get into something else. We can spin the wheel. It's a whole thing. Ooh, I wish we had a wheel. That could be arranged. <laughs> Next Listen, time. Listen, I'm just going to put a shoe on a stick. Next time on Problem Drunks, the podcast, we'll have a Functioning Problem Drunks. Crafty ass functioning problem drunks. Worrying drinkers, the podcast. Gut rot, the podcast. All right. So, Brian is not just the name of a ginger friend of ours. Hi, Brian. (laughs) I don't know if you're listening. What's up? Oh, shit. It is also... The name of a city in Texas, even spelled with a Y. Oh, Brian, you have a city in Texas. You do. Brian, we know where you should move next. Oh, God. Uh, Brian is the (laughs) county seat of Brazos County, about an hour and a half northwest of Houston. It's a bit bigger than where we live right now. It's Hmm. got 85,000 people in it. Oh, Still kind of a small city, though. It's the kind of place where it never snows and the summers are hot and dry. Ew. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes they're a little spicy. Oh. I'm not talking about tacos. Although, I'm pretty sure there's probably good tacos there. Yeah. Somewhere. It's yeah. Texas. Uh, but I am talking about the kind of spicy that happens when uh, whatever happens to make a tornado happens. So, it's when... <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that is. When hot air meets the cold air and there's an updraft and then the wall cloud forms. Right. And there's a lot of shit spinning and it starts to make a rotation. At some point it starts to rotate. Yes. For some reason. Because Because God commanded it. The mixture of the hot and cold air, I believe. Makes a swirly whirl. Makes a swirly whirl. That's fun. And then it drops a deuce. Right. We only sort of know about these things for people who live in a state that has them. (laughs) You did a much better job than me. We technically have them. It, we are not in like the zone of death. For no, those, no. If we get a tornado, it's like an F one. Yeah, they're always teensy tiny. They ruin they one last block for ten seconds. Right, but then everybody talks about it for a whole month or longer. But that just makes me think about people in Oklahoma who just deal with that every year. Yeah, it must be just the oldest news. So, it's April fourteenth. No, I'm sorry, it's not. It's April twenty fourth. Oh my god, you lied! I did. I fucking lied. Ten I'm awful. whole days. You're so I was rude. Ten days off. Oh, I'm the worst. It's April twenty fourth, twenty nineteen. So it's this year. Whoa. About four forty in the afternoon, a storm had been coming through for a bit. It'd been raining pretty heavily all afternoon. No, nothing anyone was particularly worried about, though, including our survivor. I sincerely wish I knew more about this woman because I enjoy the way she tells this story. Um, I got her story from the National Weather Service website. So they just do like testimony of people who have lived through tornadoes. Yeah. Yeah. I have a story half written that was from the National Weather Service. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. I hope it's not the same woman. It is not. (laughs) Yeah. This one was like, you know, it was all from her own words. And I just, she had some stuff to say. Sure. (laughs) And it made me really happy. Uh, I only know her by Sherry. They do not give her full name. Sherry, baby. Sherry, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Won't you come out tonight? Um, So Sherry was out and about living her life. Sure. 
She was in what she describes as her shop. And then she gives the exact address literally in the testimony. Oh. So I looked it up. I looked it up on Google Maps and I will show you now a picture. Oh. It's, it's in the middle of kind of bumfuck nowhere in this yeah. town. It's yeah. in a big old field. All around it's just other, it's just a steel building. Oh. One of those steel frames, steel roof. Yeah. It's a shed. It's a yeah. big fucking glorified shed. Yeah. And that's all that's around there is other ones of those and parking lots. Huh. So she's just working. She's working on a Volkswagen engine. I don't know if she does that, if it's oh. her car, whatever. Oh, that's but, more uh, than I can do. Right? Same. Yeah, for real. Sherry's killing it. Yeah. So that picture was taken in 2012, by the way. Ooh. So before all of this, and I assume I, that's what it looked like. I, yeah, I was going to say, that's probably not recent. Yeah, yeah. no, no. Oh, God. <laughs> not a clue what it looks like now. <laughs> so, oh, God. So Sherry's in there, working on her Volkswagen engine. She hears the rain that had been pounding the roof all afternoon, suddenly stop. Uh-oh. Yeah. Like, what follows is if you have ever been in a tornado-like situation, even if it's just a warning, you know that things get weird quiet for a bit. Yeah. Like, just a li- It's a kind of eerie. Everything is weirdly still. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like, the sky is yellow or green. Some messed up color. Right. And we, you know... We here in the Midwest attribute a lot of things to tornado weather, including that. We're like, I don't know why, but it looks like it's yellow. That yeah. means tornado. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't have any reason for under- <laughs> like for knowing this stuff. Somebody and yet just I still us- get anxiety. Yeah, exactly. If anything, it's like it's been gross out. And now all of a sudden it's weirdly bright. And I'm and putting quiet. my cats in the bathtub. Uh-huh, and you just <laughs> kind of freak out. We are not meteorologists. Again, we don't really know. We kind of know how this works. But for the most part, we have very little knowledge of the, the great sky gods and their angry tubes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. So after this bit of silence, she hears what sounds like hail falling on the roof. Uh-oh. So weird shit's happening. Yep. It must be loud as hell. Like It's like a metal roof. So I imagine it's just like, on there i wish you all could have seen the hand motions that went with I it i kind of did a whole thing yeah <laughs> um so then she hears the wind start to pick up outside like it's howling past very suddenly quote then there was a large crashing noise on the back wall of the shop i looked up and saw the 15 foot garage door bowing inward from the wind oh so it's a big door and it's made out of probably the same thing as the rest of the building <laughs> <laughs> and oh. it's just bowed inward. Um, and I thought, oh, no, I hope it's not a tornado. <laughs> oh, Sherry. Sherry, honey. Oh. Sherry, baby. Then, according to Sherry, the door breathed back out. And she felt relief, mm-hmm. thinking, okay, if there was a tornado, it just sort of, like, passed over. Sure. The worst was over. Mm. And then... The worst was not over. The worst was super not over. She heard the train noise. Now, uh, this is a ne- another thing that we say about tornadoes. They sound like trains. I've actually gone... Okay, so there's a storm Ooh. chaser that I follow on YouTube. Ooh, that's fun. Because also in Wisconsin, we don't know what it's like, but we want to be prepared. Oh, yeah. Because... You know, that very unrealistic thing that's not happening to the world in terms of, like, global warming oh, yeah. and climate change. Yeah, we, we could start getting crazy shit we up here. We could absolutely start getting crazy shit. Mm-hmm. So it's better to be prepared. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So Picos Hank is the YouTuber. Picos Hank? His last name is Hank? No. Oh, okay. That's just, like, his handle, yeah. his username. Okay. P-E-C-O-S. Nice. He's very nice. He saves animals. Oh, and he does a lot of storm photography and like tornado chasing. Okay, I want to watch talks, that. Yeah, he talks about the train noise. Oh, I mean, I believe it's legit. Like, yeah, it's, it's how everybody describes it. Yeah. It's so specific. Yeah, like a train that comes sort of barreling down on you. It's louder right. than any train you'd yes. ever experience. And what she said, what Sherry said was, <laughs> she thought it actually sounded a little bit more like quote a thrashing machine metal being chewed up. I don't really know okay. what that means. She said indescribable, actually. So, like, yeah, I think train is probably a good approximation, but then so much louder and more intense. Also, I guess it might change depending on what debris it picks up, too, because if there was a lot of metal sheds around. Oh, yeah. It's just, 
outside picking up all the other metal sheds. Yeah. <laughs> it just sounds like, yeah. The sentient I mean, tornado was hungry. It was. Oh, what do you want to name this one? Earl. Earl. That's, that's appropriate for Texas, I think. Uh-huh. Sorry, Texas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just assume. I mean, we got Earls here, too. It's fine. So <laughs> Earl is probably munching on some, some shit around her. Yes. And yeah, she could be hearing the metal ripping apart yeah. in places, which is terrifying. Yeah. But she's inside and she doesn't actually see anything. There's no windows in these weird sheds. So. That might be for the best. Yeah. I no wouldn't want to look out and fucking see that. That'd be literally horrifying. <laughs> I think I'd probably be like, well, this is how I die. Yeah. Guess I'll stand here. Bye, guys. Just wait and see ya. <laughs> Sherry's no fool. That's a tornado. Mm-hmm. She knows it for sure, even though she hasn't seen it. So she immediately sets about looking for a low place to be. But the place where she is, like I said, is in the middle of a big old field. Yep. And uh, she's in a shed. So there's nothing. There yeah. is no lower part. So she says, quote, my next thought was to get to an interior wall. Best you can do under those circumstances. Yep. So I ran to the bathroom. Sure. Laid down on the floor and grabbed the toilet, knowing it was bolted to the ground. Ooh. Pretty smart, I yeah. think. I mean, when you don't have any other options. I bet there's sure. not even a bathtub in there. It's a shop. Nope. Yep. So she's holding onto the toilet. In the next, this is still a quote, in the next two to five seconds, I saw the corner of the shop and bathroom lift up and disappear over me. Then I was hit with a force I can't describe. And I felt myself being lifted into the air, traveling backwards at what seemed like 100 miles an hour. Fun fact, the winds from this tornado did reach 125 miles per hour. Holy shit. It was categorized as an EF2. So I guess they kind of changed. It's not just an F2. They're called EF now. Oh. I'm not sure why. But yeah. I'm behind on my tornado times. Same. I was surprised by that. I didn't really look it up. EF2, I mean, if they're still going like one through five, yeah. two is, you know, middling. It's not, it's not crazy. It can still do some shit. Yeah. It might not be on the ground super long, but yeah. it does stuff. It definitely has the power to fuck some stuff up. So Sherry and her toilet, both of them, are lifted into the air with the tornado and she is flying all around in all the other debris. Like, the thing is, she doesn't pass out. She describes this entire experience. That's the Buck. part I don't get. How are you whipped around like that and you don't pass out? It seems insane. She's tough as fuck. She's tough as nails. Her name is Sherry. She lives in Bryan, Texas. Don't fuck with her. You could find her, though. She gave the exact address to her shop. <laughs> she does not give a fuck. So, quote, I was being hit from all directions by objects and beams from the building. A thousand thoughts went through my mind, and I just knew I was dead. I prayed to God to save me when I slammed back onto the ground. So, yeah, just imagine. I mean, I'm sure she isn't feeling it. You go into shock pretty fast, I imagine. But uh, she slams back onto the ground, and she's still awake. What's most crazy to me is that, just the fact that, like, she remembers all of this very well. And this is one of my favorite parts. Sherry recalls landing on the ground, and then immediately after, she starts to feel like tons of debris fall on her. Oh, shit. So not only was she and the toilet dropped, but everything else was dropped. Quote, I thought, oh, great. I survived being sucked up into the air in a tornado. Now I'm going to be crushed to death. <laughs> I don't know if those are the exact words she thought, but if they were, what a badass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, you've been deposited on the ground by a tornado. You don't even know where you are. And all of a sudden, shit is falling on you. Metal shit. Machine shit. So as the debris fell onto me, I fought and pushed and shoved anything that landed on me, trying to get whatever landed on me off, is what she says. And then as fast as it started, it was over. So, like, I don't even know how injured she is. But, like, she's shoving stuff off of her as it, as it lands on her, which is pretty smart. I mean, luckily, there's not a ton that it, it wasn't, like, full brick house right it might have actually been a good thing that she was in such a flimsy thing because it can only hurt so much to have those thin steel walls Mm -hmm. (laughs) like land on you everything is quiet sherry is still under a certain amount of sky junk and she starts to take stock of herself 
She can feel that she is bleeding and her ankle is probably broken. She's having a hard time breathing from the debris that's landed mm. over her that mm -hmm. she wasn't able to move. So at one point, she heaves up as hard as she can just to like make a bit of room for herself in the pile, and then she can breathe. Mm. So that's pretty lucky that more shit just didn't like cave in yeah. on her. So yeah, she, uh, she's able to breathe, and she says, quote, I hollered for someone to get the building off of me, but no one answered. I imagine she's alone in this weird field. Probably. Like, holy shit. I wiped the blood from my eyes and saw a 1965 Pontiac Catalina next to me. My first thought was, why is that car in the bathroom with me? <laughs> I love shock. I know, right? Like, like fuck. Just that, that, that train of thought. Yes. All that shit just happened probably in a matter of seconds. Yeah. So her brain's still like, I'm in the bathroom. Yeah. Hey, where's that car here? I mean, I get it. Yeah. I laughed really hard at that when I read it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's when it really fully registers with Sherry that she was not, in fact, in the bathroom. The bathroom did not exist. Um, that the tornado had picked her up and the toilet and carried them into the parking lot where that car was and dropped them about 80 feet away. Jesus. So she'd been in there for, you know... A bit, a few seconds, enough for it to carry her 80 feet. Quote, I pushed and clawed my way out of the rubble, shocked, angry, and thankful to God that I was alive. I survived, bruised from head to toe with a broken foot and some lacerations. I went back to the shop the next day and just cried about seeing where I had crawled out from the broken pieces and the toilet under where I laid. Oh. So, like, the pieces of the toilet are still there and all the other stuff. Yeah, that would be, like, I feel like... Afterward, you would look at that and be like, holy shit, I was in there. Yeah. People looking at the rubble of their homes, realizing mm -hmm. they crawled out of it. Right. Like, crazy. Yeah. I would not, I would not want to fucking do that. Nope. It's awful. Fun fact. Oh, God. She went to the toilet because it was bolted to the floor. No, it wasn't. Uh, it was caulked. Turns out it was just caulked around the rim. Oh. It wasn't even bolted at all. There was nothing bolted down in that entire place. So she had a good thought. She just yeah. didn't know. Oh. <laughs> so that's what she says, actually. Like, that's kind of shitty, but she credits the fact that that thing wasn't bolted down to her survival. She says, that toilet not being secured is probably what saved me, I think, because I was traveling with the debris in the twister and not being pummeled by it as it went through instead. Mm -hmm. You never know. She could be right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, fucking shitty plumber. <laughs> Who does that? It's barely sealed. Yeah. <laughs> that toilet starts leaking immediately. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Who knows? Maybe it saved her life. So from what I can surmise, that tornado only touched down briefly in Brian. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it damaged four buildings total, mm. which includes Sherry's shed. So who knows yeah. what else? Probably the other sheds in the area. No one was killed, nicely enough. And they've actually had another tornado in October of this year in the same city, and no one was killed then either. So that was nice. One person, it said in reports, was taken to the hospital with severe injuries. I don't think that person was Sherry, given that she went back the next day. Like, yeah, she got out of the no. hospital. Yeah. yeah. So there was one other person who was pretty severely injured. I read stories of people digging their neighbors out of various debris. Um, so yeah, it's certainly not the worst tornado of which there are stories. Sure. We've all seen the fucking weather channel. Like here's an F5. Want to see it? It's a mile long. It's crazy. It's got tiny baby tornadoes all around it. Um, it's not like that, but it is, you know, maybe kind of one of the more everyday ones you hear about a bunch. Uh, the kind that we would probably face here that just kind of boop, fuck this house in particular. And then they go away. And, uh, but yeah, that bitch was still picked up. And thrown, much like I wish I could remember his name. Our underwear man. Our underwear man who was deposited carefully in a field of flowers. Still my favorite. Look, what we've learned here with these couple of stories is that tornadoes like to hold you for a minute. And then they set you down. Sentient tornadoes just want some love. They just want friends. And stuff. And stuff and things. Particularly your stuff. They don't really think very hard about what to do with that stuff once they have it. They're not planners. No. So. It's very impulsive, and then they regret it immediately. Right. 
I like to think it's like, I could remake that house. You want me to put that house over there? I'll do it. I forgot how it went together. <laughs> I I put all the stuff over there. It just doesn't look like a house. This is a team project now. Yeah, I'm going to need you to, you do some stuff now. I did a lot of work. Yeah. I'm Earl. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> I did all that. I moved your house from over here to over here. Now you're going to need to put it back I up. I got to go to sleep. Yeah, I got stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Got to go <laughs> see my mama. <laughs> I gotta go see. My mama is a cloud. <laughs> God, I love her. So, yeah. That's the story of Sherry, who survived Earl, the sentient tornado. All right. Thank you. I feel like the story that I have... Oh, no. ...does not fit the mood of tonight's episode. I fucking warn you. I was doing my notes last night, and I was like, Emily, this one's weird. I felt I am in a weird mood. I made it easy on myself because I'm exhausted this week. And then she was like, well, mine's real fucked up. (laughs) So look, I think if you've been listening to this podcast for 59 or however many episodes you've listened, you get it. Yeah. You do this. Last week was like that too. I felt like mine was like very dark and depressing. And mine was your dumb. super cool game. <laughs> no, I liked your game. And then I was like, I'm going to ruin it. <laughs> so now, now we just trade it off. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> So I was in the car. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. We're hearing the story of the story. Driving to Green Bay Mm -hmm. with four other women. Oh, carpooling. That's that's a few hours from here. That's a trip. It was five hours because (sighs) we had to go pick someone up in Toma, but then follow them to their house in Nisida. No. And then go to Green Bay. What? Actually went from across... To a very rural spot outside of Bangor. To pick somebody to, else up? To Toma, to Nasita, to Green Bay. Okay, sorry. Um, in the future, fuck those women. Uh, they, <laughs> you all need to meet in a spot. You yeah. Just park your car. Yeah. Sorry, you need to figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> it was. You live in bumfuck. Yeah, it was. That's trash. Yeah. It's already shit to get to Green Bay because there isn't one good road the right. whole way. You gotta yeah. like. You had a bit bop Decide around. your highways yeah. or you're on county roads for a million years. Mm-hmm. Blows. Yeah. So as we were driving through Nasita, we drove past the apparent haunted house. There's like a white house that's super haunted. I didn't know that. And people like see figures in the windows. Oh, shit. We need to go by there. Yeah. <laughs> and then we were driving and the woman that lives in Nasita pointed down the road. She's like, oh, down there was where the family lived, where they found the kid with a shock collar around her neck. Whoa. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Okay. Like, and then? And then just nothing else was said about it. Oh, my God. What? Oh, because the rest of them were like, yeah, I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Heard about it. And I'm just like, uh. I need every detail. What? Okay, this sounds terrifying already. It's not good. So this is a local-ass story, though. Yes. Oh, my God. So... Nasita is just outside of Mauston, which is exit 69. <laughs> which we, nice. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Um, it's about uh, an hour away from Lacrosse. Mm-hmm. This means nothing to most people because those are all, you know, whatever. Yeah. Fuck you. It's in, it's in rural Wisconsin. It's bumfuck Wisconsin. It's got a population of 917 people. Holy shit. It's not. <laughs> they have a bar. Just the one? That I saw in like the downtown area. They have a restaurant mm, that also okay. has a bar. Oh, sure, of course. And yeah. then they have like a grocery. No, they don't have a grocery store anymore. What? That There's was the- a whole fucking story because I guess there was a fire or something or it flooded and they didn't rebuild it. So they just have to go to Mauston if they want to get groceries. And that it's just, blows. it's a whole thing. Look, rural America's weird. Um, people really do just live everywhere yeah. and also nowhere. Yes. <laughs> So this case brought to light some of the holes in the checks and balances system of verifying children who are actually being homeschooled. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. We haven't really talked about this that much. Today, we're going to talk about Nicole DeBratz, 
our survivor. Debrats? I think so. I want to say it's like Debrats, but also this is Wisconsin. Right. So if it might have been pronounced in a way, we don't it's do it. Debrats. Debrats. <laughs> so okay. Nicole lived with her biological mother, Leanne Miller, and her stepfather, Troy, Troy Miller, in Nacita, Wisconsin. Okay. But it was not a good time. For Nicole. Yeah. That's upsetting. So she moved in seven years before everything was discovered. And in 2001, she was pulled out of school. So four years after the abuse started. So she was going to school Mm -hmm. while being abused. Mm. Unfortunately, there's a lot of kids in schools who have a really horrible home life. And in 2001... She was pulled out of school, her mother stating that she was going to be homeschooled, (laughs) and very few people ever saw her again. Wow. Because, okay, there's got to be somebody, she must have slipped right through those cracks. Mm -hmm. Because, like, if you know a kid is having trouble already, is coming to school, you know, tired, unfed, bruised, whatever, And and then they get pulled out... She was apparently late a lot to school because she was, quote, doing chores, which, again, for a rural school, isn't a red flag. Right. Sometimes that just means they're on the farm. Yeah. They were milking cows until whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It is like that out here. Yeah. It is. Sorry. (laughs) All right. This is not the light. Oh, fuck. Massive content warning for descriptions of abuse. I'm not getting into, like, crazy. This is just a list. Sure. From trial transcripts. It's smart, though. We should do more content warnings. Just massive content warning. Mm -hmm. So, Nicole was shocked with an electric dog collar while doing chores. Oh, my God. Shot with a pellet gun, beaten with a plastic pipe, and choked until she passed out. At times, she was forced to consume sewage water or an entire bottle of mouthwash. What? Her mother cracked or knocked out her teeth with a hammer if she was caught stealing food. A hammer? A hammer. She slept in the family's garbage-filled basement and was not allowed to be seen by company. And if she wasn't in the basement, she was outside. They have company and they're just like, no, don't worry about our daughter? They have other children. Oh, my God. So it's easy to miss her. Yes. She was not allowed to celebrate her birthday or Christmas with the family. She didn't exist. Is she the only child who isn't the guys? Yes. So that's why she's being treated this way versus the other children. Who are all biological. Of course. Yeah. So I think everyone knows how Taylor and I tend to feel about the handling of local press conferences. (laughs) I think we've talked about it once or twice. Might have yelled about it once or twice. (laughs) Yeah. Now, as we've said before, this is a fucking small town. Very. And 900 Juneau, people. Juneau County is so fucking rural. Uh, for, for the people who live around here, it's like Monroe County, but then... Worse. Juneau County is like... <laughs> the Monroe County looks at that and goes, wow, they're fucked up over there. Yeah. <laughs> Monroe County's like, wow, we've really got our shit together, guys. Jesus. At least we have, like, schools and stuff. Yeah. We don't always vote Republican. Yeah. So, a quote from Mike Roroff, who at that time was the director of Juneau County's Human Services Department. What a job. (laughs) Yeah. Quote. No, no. The good news is that she didn't die, so she can be rehabilitated. But as far as malicious acts go, this really ranks up there. Tact. Get some. Oh, my God. Yeah. Fuck. That's the most Wisconsin way to put that ever. Oh, I'm picturing him now with that fucking accent. Uh-huh. That really heavy accent. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, the oh, best. yeah. The good news is she didn't die. Thank God for that. You Thank know, God then. for that. She can be rehabilitated. Yep. It, but it, as far as malicious acts goes, well, that really ranks up here. It's Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. That's for sure. Fuck. Holy fuck. Jesus Christ. Hey, guy, get a person to maybe say, no, no, no. This Bring is not how in we say someone. This. Yeah. There's a publicist somewhere. I, there's 
got to be other law enforcement that can just offer you a PR person for a day when shit gets La weird. Cross County isn't that far. Right. We, well, maybe they'd be like, Juno? No. No, no, no. But this was apparently like the worst child abuse case in as the uh, the newspaper article that I read about it in memory. Wow. Which newspaper? The like local? Or? Yeah, one of the local well local. Sure, like regionally, but like it's a tri county paper. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Juno County doesn't have its own paper. <laughs> Nowhere does, I'm no. sure. Um, no. So yeah, I, I, that's still huge. Like, that yeah. means that people around there probably still think about that shit a yeah. lot. Obviously, we drove past the street and they're like, oh, yep. That's where that happened. That was in 2004. Oh, my. It's 2019 now. Wow. Yeah. They really still think about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Why wouldn't you? We're going to be talking about Jamie Kloss for a long time. Yeah. Another PR nightmare. Uh huh. That press conference. That's, that's where the first yelling about press conferences <laughs> came from, I think. I was like, on Facebook Messenger you're yelling at you about yeah. it. So you might get the idea like, look, this stuff totally happens. We have rural and we have cities. Like we yeah. this stuff totally happens here. We're Wisconsin. We're known for serial killers and shit. But it doesn't happen that fucking much. No. So when it happens It's a big deal. Everyone remembers. Yeah. <laughs> like, so the abuse was discovered on March eleventh of two thousand four. When Nicole managed to slip a note detailing her situation to someone. Oh, shit. Like a visitor to the house? Yeah. Oh. And that person's mother alerted the local school counselor. Wow. Good. Smart. I mean, hope. (laughs) Yeah. Depends on the counselor, I guess. Yeah. Well, they called the cops, so. Good. Very good. This went the way it should have. It went the way it should have. Mm -hmm. Thankfully. Mm Mm-hmm. So, as I said, the Millers did have three other daughters who were all from their relationship, were allowed to attend school, were not victims of abuse. Their pictures were all over the house. Like, they had a really good life. They had bedrooms. Like, all of that shit. I can't imagine being Nicole in that house and, like, seeing other little girls getting treated. Right. Like, like actual family. And then you are, like, Cinderella, but ten times worse. Right. And she was apparently trashing the basement as her form of rebellion. Sure. Oh, yeah. But then like, she had to sleep in that, so it wasn't as... <laughs> sure, she's making it worse for herself, but I would but be also, angry. Yeah, making noise downstairs. Mm-hmm. I'm here. You yep. can't just forget about me. Yep. Yeah. Um, so according to Patty Herman, who at that time was the executive director of, the, of Prevent Child Abuse Wisconsin said it is not uncommon for parents to single out one child for abuse in this manner. That seems insane. <laughs> yeah. Quote, that is a pattern we often see. Sometimes the child has a special need that particularly stresses the parents. Sometimes the child reminds the parents of a disliked uncle or someone. Huh. But one child being abused is very typical. This was an exceptionally uncommon case, an extreme situation of brutal, torturous factors. We all have to be alert for changes in the family system and watch for behavioral cues that can signal the existence of this type of abuse. Yeah. She never should have been allowed to be pulled out of school. No. That's insane that nobody looked into that. Yeah. So they were sentenced to prison, both of them. Oh, good. The judge wasn't having it. Like, some of the quotes from the trial (laughs) are a wild-ass ride. Because... It was in Juneau County. The trial was in Juneau County. Sure. So this you judge get, has never seen anything yeah, like you this. get the rural judges that don't do murder cases, that don't do mm-hmm. this severe of abuse cases. And I'm sure they're just they're used to talking like however the talk. fuck they want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they're like, well, fucking a holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Sauk. Oh, I'm sorry. They were in Sauk County for the trial. Oh, OK. Uh, Juno, Not Juno doesn't have a courthouse. better. <laughs> But Sauk County Circuit Judge James Evenson sentenced the stepfather, Troy Miller, to 32 years in prison. Yes. Not only for beating Nicole, but also trying to kill officers. I'm going to get to that. Whoa. Okay. You can't just. I'm going to get to that. Oh, yeah. He did try to kill some people and they were police. Don't worry about it. And then the judge gave Leanne Miller. Pause for Bam Bam. Pause for Bam Bam. 18 years for her roles in the crimes. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah. She's the one who hit her daughter in the mouth with a hammer. Yep. But, you know, fine, whatever. Yep. Jesus. Well, the stepdad. I think I have this later in the notes, but like the stepdad used to take an iron and burn her feet. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, so he's still doing probably worse. Yeah. The instigator was, of it. Yeah. Huh. Not according to the defense attorney. Oh, no, of course not. No. I mean, that is the their defense job. attorneys were garbage. There's some shit that they tried to say mm. that the judge literally called bullshit on. Because <laughs> I get that it's the, it is their job. It's literally yeah. their job to do whatever they can for their client. But yeah, I imagine. How do you how do you defend these people? Right. <laughs> so the judge, there's like a quote in here. Let's like the judge says, "I wasn't born yesterday." <laughs> <laughs> that is the most <laughs> rural shit. <laughs> So, after the truth came out, we'll get to the the, the cop you shooting had now. Better. <laughs> so after the truth came out, and they were arrested, mm-hmm. they were released on bail. Oh fuck! In order to have no contact with both Nicole and their other children. Uh yeah, yeah. You better not. You shouldn't have even been allowed bail. Oh no. The rural. I know. Rural County. They're not a flight risk. They're probably poor as dirt. Oh, <laughs> well. Oh, no. Oh, well, Emily, no. Emily. <laughs> uh, okay. okay. So. Okay. They're not technically a flight risk. <laughs> but. <laughs> I'm so worried. <laughs> so fucking worried okay. right now. So investigators had learned in December of 2004. Five, four, no, 2004, mm-hmm. that Leanne Miller, the mom, had sent flowers to one of the girls. Oh, okay. After having a court ordered no, no contact, contact. Yeah, that's Which contact. then is a bail violation. Mm-hmm. Which means your bail gets revoked and you get put back in jail. Yeah, bitch, what up? So, sheriff's deputies and the Nisita police chief, Seth Tully. <laughs> Converged on the Miller's Nisita home to arrest Leanne Miller. I believe uh, Jake always calls it re-arresting. I think this is the perfect opportunity this, for that. Yes. They're getting re-arrested. They're getting re-arrested. <laughs> but the Millers ran. <gasps> Idiots. According to the criminal complaint, mm-hmm. Tully, the police chief, tackled Leanne Miller. Dang. <laughs> Troy then turned... And opened fire with a 9mm Luger. Oh, god damn. So, here's also the thing about rural Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Everyone has guns. Um, yeah, and some people have, like, hunting reasons to have their guns. But other people are just members of shooting ranges. Yeah. And other people are crazy. We went to a gas station in one of these small, unincorporated towns. Mm-hmm. Where, like, I, as a person of color, get scared getting out of the car. Sure, you just never, you just never know. And they had the bumper stickers of like, you don't get to be offended. If you're offended, I can show you my gun collection. Like Trump 2020. Trump 2020. (laughs) They don't care about making you feel uh, safe or welcome in in their communities. They don't because you're an outsider and they've lived there. They're not welcome. (laughs) Yeah, you're literally not. (laughs) You're literally not welcome. (laughs) Um, So he opened fire with a nine millimeter Luger on the fucking police chief. Jesus. And according to the court records from the assistant attorney general, Tom Fallon, who prosecuted the case, they brought in an assistant attorney general to do this. Just fun fact. They're like, someone else, please. We need someone who knows what they're doing. Seriously. Like, I mean, nobody's ever dealt with this before. I can't even blame them. No. (laughs) Why do you think we send are serious cases for dead people to Madison. Right. We to have the medical examinations done. Yeah. People who have can't do them here. Yeah. So deputies said they heard about 10 gunshots. Whoa. Yeah. So the Millers had escaped into a nearby woods and Leanne, they, they ran. So Leanne was tackled, but then, the Ran. chief was fired upon. Yep. And so she he got let away. her go. They took off. Leanne turned herself in later that night. Really? 
police. Because like, I'm going to get caught and it's yeah. going to be way worse if I don't. I don't have anywhere to go. I'm in fucking Nasita. Right. I'm going to be in the woods forever. Yep. Or I'm going to get caught. Yep. Or I'm going to get attacked by a bear. <laughs> Maybe. There are bears in that area. If only she listened to this podcast. I know. She wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. So police then tracked Troy Miller back to Nasita. Okay. Another chase ensued. This is my favorite part. Oh, God. Police finally shot him in the ass <laughs> and captured him. Oh, my God. I'm literally picturing, picturing a dude running through the woods <laughs> and then just like like that shitty old Western uh-huh. noise. Yep. And he just goes, ow. <laughs> and like his arms fly up and, and then he falls, falls to the over. side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, just like that. So investigators later found bags that the Millers had with them that contained visas and other documents for their three other daughters, along with a stun gun, handcuffs, duct tape, wigs, and fake mustaches. They were going to steal those kids and leave. Yeah. Holy shit. In Troy Miller's vehicle, they also found an assortment of rifles. Oh, my God. So... Assistant Attorney General Fallon said the Millers plan to kidnap the three girls and flee to Mexico. Wow. Yes. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. What a... So the not being a flight risk, technically, they weren't going to fly. No, they were going to drive. They were going to drive. Point of order. Yes, ma'am. We live in Wisconsin. We do. You weren't going to go to Canada. You were going (laughs) to go to Mexico. (laughs) Your asses. Could have made it to Canada like six times over before you ever made it to Mexico. They had visas to, they to Mexico. To Mexico. But they, well, maybe who knows what the visa process is for each country, I, don't I know. guess. Maybe, maybe if you're under indictment for some shit, they won't give it to you in Canada, but Mexico. Yeah, like, I feel whatever. like Canada has some rules. You would think, you know, border security at either one is a bit of a crapshoot. Yeah. It just depends on which way you're going, I suppose. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think they would have made it through. Yeah. Because either way, no. a big red flag would have ding, ding, dinged. Yeah. Oh, these people, uh, they're under arrest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this guy shot a cop, so did yeah. he ever hit the guy? Does no. it say? And they even brought the tree that he shot at into the court. Whoa. Holy like shit. Fallon... Literally had the tree dug up. Oh, my God. And brought into the court. Exhibit A, there's a lot of bullet holes in this. Yeah. (laughs) Holy shit. That's amazing. Yeah. But he fired 10 shots and didn't hit him once. No. I mean, I'm glad for that, you know, the police chief, but like, wow, you suck. Yeah. He was a stormtrooper in another life. Yep. (laughs) Yep. So the prosecutor recommended 25 years for Leanne and 35 to 40 for Troy. So under for both. Sure. But not that far under. Mm -hmm. Leanne Miller's attorney, Robert Osborne, countered that she actually only deserved three to five years. Oh, fuck you. Because she was also abused as a child herself and had never been in the criminal justice system before. As for the kidnapping plan, she only wanted to make sure that she kept her kids with her. I don't care, Leanne. Leanne wept openly as she read a statement to the judge apologizing to her daughter. I don't care, Leanne. To, to Nicole? Mm-hmm. Oh, whatever. If I was Nicole, Saying, I'd be making the biggest oh, jerk-off motion she does. the whole time. <laughs> yes. Um, in the letter, she says, I want you to know I love you. I do care. <laughs> judge Evenson wasn't having it. Mm-hmm. And when he gave her the 18 years, he was like, you enjoyed shocking and burning your daughter. Yeah. And like fucking called her out. You don't love her. You don't love her. Take this fake remorse and shove it up your ass. Yeah. Also, um, here's prison. (laughs) Bye-bye. Troy Miller's attorney, John Brinkman, said that Leanne manipulated her husband. Oh, fuck the fuck right off. And... Brinkman said she told her husband that she had been raped by a Juneau County Sheriff's deputy. And that's where Nicole even came from? though he'd also already contradicted that by openly saying that Leanne was having an affair with the deputy. Okay. Okay. This is garbage. So, yeah. So her... Nicole's natural father was at the trial. Okay. Like, he took her. 
obviously after everything that happened. You would hope he had no idea what was going on. Yeah. Also, where the fuck was he? I don't know. Jesus. Probably out of state. Maybe. Yeah, you never know. Because they moved to Nisita. Okay. So my guess is like out of state. Mm-hmm. And because of court systems in the Midwest, custody is often given to the mother. Almost always, yeah. Unless there are extensive circumstances that prove she is unfit. Yeah. And uh, and even, even then, then, it's still... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sucks. Fucking uphill battle. Look, men's rights activists, we don't like that part either. <laughs> Shut your stupid mouths. We get it. We get it. You know what also sucks for women, right? That we're supposed to just be caregivers, even if we're right. super not fit to do so. Yep. <laughs> Like, that's because why? the judge says, oh, a child should be with their mother. Exactly. That's some sexist bullshit yeah. on both sides. Yep. So we get it. Whoops. Yeah, we get it. Shut Take up. your fedora and shove it up your ass. <laughs> oh, I feel bad for that. That dad, though. Yeah. Like, that must have really. But he sucked. was very supportive of her. That's good. And like when she was on the stand, because she did a video like a deposition yeah. instead of okay instead of being in person but then at the actual sentencing she was there okay so like once they had been found guilty oh yeah then then you can face them and yeah. be like uh suck my dick i yeah. guess yeah yeah so oh yeah the defense attorney also because he's an asshole trying to you know i mean make a case yep and there isn't one <laughs> there's not um he tried to say that Nicole started physical fights with her mother and lied about the abuse, going so far as to mutilate herself. Um. To which Evenson was like, you can't do this shit to yourself. Shut the fuck up. I wasn't born yesterday. What the fuck are you even trying to do? <laughs> That's where the I wasn't born yesterday came from. <laughs> I'm yeah. uh, I've seen a couple things in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. So he said that the judge said that Troy Miller had a responsibility to protect the girl. He added that he believed Troy Miller was probably tr also trying to kill the police the night of the escape. Uh-huh. And quote, that, in my opinion, makes you a very dangerous individual. Yes. I'm looking at you through Bam Bam right now. Yes. <laughs> so I saved this for the end. I'm probably not going to say all of it. Okay. But Nicole's quote from the sentencing mm. it's a long one but it's i'm sorry how old is she at this point do you know at this point she was 18 okay okay was so she... the abuse started when she was 10 woof what yeah. a fucking life yeah quote you made me suffer so much what you did to me was wrong not to mention inhuman um she goes on to say how it hurt to have the dog collar around her neck and how each of the millers referred to the use of the dog shot collar as quote rapid fire Quote, at some points, I thought I would die. You took away my childhood. Every nightmare, emotional breakdown, and scar reminds me of what you did to me. You were my mother. You were supposed to love me and care about me. Now I'm afraid of everything. I act like a 12-year-old because that's pretty much where my life ended. You let me believe what you did was right. Someday I would like to find out why you treated me different than anybody else. This part's sad. Mm-hmm. Nicole said her three younger sisters were sometimes encouraged by her mother to participate in the abuse Oof. by shocking her with a dog collar. Oof. Like they just, you know, they probably never saw her as like really human. They were never yeah. taught to. Yeah. And then she said, you deserve to sit in jail for everything you've done to me. Holy shit. And then when Troy Miller's sentencing was held later that day, Nicole had a similar message, but added, you have no clue what you've done to me. You burned my feet with an iron so I couldn't walk. Miller mumbled and I'm sorry to her Ugh. and she started screaming at him. Holy shit. That sorry doesn't mean anything. And that I suffer from everything you've done. You don't understand between you and your wife. You took my life away. And for that, you need to be punished. And wow. then she like got off the stand and went to her natural father. Wow. That's really strong. Yeah. Like, but they, from what I found, she will, probably never make a full recovery she had some pretty strong dissociative episodes that she had to be hospitalized for oh, woof. i mean those are some really formative years yeah. of your life like socially but also like your brain is developing and stuff like yeah. 
you're stunted by abuse. Yeah. And the prosecutor mentioned, like, she will probably need to be in therapy for the rest of her life. Intense and that therapy. she's not ready to go out into the world right now because she'll just become a victim again. She doesn't know how to not yeah. be that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's, I mean, cycle of abuse, like people who are abused only know how to be abused. They don't know what a right. healthy relationship looks like. So they yep. let themselves, unfortunately, fall, fall into, into similar patterns over and over. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's mm-hmm. super fair. Yep. Wow. They really, really fucked her up. But they're rotting in jail. Yes. Good. Part of me wishes they did get longer for sure. Yeah. Not just part of me, all of me. <laughs> but I think there was something I read in here where they're not eligible for parole. Oh, okay. So they're not getting out any earlier than that at yeah. the very least. Yeah. Good. Christ, that was 15 years ago? Yep. How long did the mother get? I think 18 years. I was going to say, like, she ain't far from getting out then. 18 years. You better not go n- back to Nasita. Tell you that. They'll remember they will you. They'll remember your ass. Absolutely. You will probably get chased out of town with a couple of rifles. There are people whose refrigerators still have your picture on it because, yeah. like, people would clip out shit like that. Yep. The children apparently testified at the sentencing asking the judge not to put their parents away. Bull. Sorry. And the judge was like, this is an indication of another cycle of abuse. Yes. Yeah. For what you've done to these children. You indoctrinated yep. them. Like. Yep. They're afraid to be without you. Yep. And they do not recognize what you did. Yep. That's really fucked up too. Yep. I hope, you know, maybe in the years after they came to terms with that themselves, like recognizing that they witnessed something really horrifying. And participated in. Yeah. And, you know, not necessarily Unwillingly. I mean, exactly. they're kids. They had no idea. You trust your parents. Right. Your parents are supposed to tell you what's right and wrong. Yeah. Like. If that was what was right, then that was what was right at the time. But that would be a really hard thing to wake up one day and be like, oh, I witnessed like monstrosities. Yeah. Like really hard. Yeah. Really shitty. And I'm sure there was a lot of other shit that happened to her. What's important is like. She got through it. Yeah. She got a note out. Mm -hmm. Good for her. Asking for help. Yes. To recognize that like she doesn't just deserve this. Right. That wasn't just her lot in life, yeah. but she had the thought to be like, I should get help. I yeah. need help. Like, this isn't okay. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. Holy shit, Nicole. We really hope you're doing good. Yeah. I hope you're doing at least better. It's been 15 years. Yeah. I hope, like, you're living some kind of life. Not in Wisconsin. Maybe not in Wisconsin. Maybe just, you know, get the F out of here. You know? some it, Beach it, somewhere nice. Yeah. Well... All right. I mean, yeah, that was a different kind of mood, but I kind of like that. Yeah. I told you. I mean, hey, you warned them. Yeah. So they knew. Fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. I can't believe that's like what? An hour, hour away from half? here. Yeah. Holy shit. Look, stuff's yeah. really fucked up. Small towns are fucked up. Yeah. This is why I don't live in small towns. <laughs> they this scare the me. This smallest it will get. <laughs> yep. I'm not going any smaller. Right. Yeah. Uh, Hey, if you guys know any weird small town near your house stories that are cray cray like that, you should let us know. Yeah. We're fascinated by that. Being every so town has one. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. Every town's at least got one kind of, even if it was 50 fucking years ago, people still talk about it. Yeah. And the only way you really hear about it is word of mouth. Right. Because it oh, wasn't picked one up time? in any of the major newspapers in the area. Right. And then, yeah, like either that or it's like tiny details. And then the local newspapers probably would have covered it extensively, but they are local newspapers, so they don't get archived properly all the time, and they're sometimes nothing. Lafarge's newspaper, y'all, is a series of printer paper (laughs) that is stapled together like a little booklet. That is what it is for the city of Lafarge in rural western Wisconsin. We don't even have newspapers sometimes. We have pamphlets. (laughs) (laughs) uh well thank you guys so much for joining us uh we appreciate you being here as always for those of you who are patrons we are excited to get your stickers out to you Woo! we'll work on that next week yeah Let's get together yeah. yeah we'll write cards yeah oh that'd be so fun i want to do it um and i hope you have a happy thanksgiving 
That'll be fun. And if you're going hunting, be safe. Be very safe. Make sure you take the proper safety precautions so you don't fall out of your tree stand. Wear the right shit so you don't get shot. fracture your tailbone. <laughs> yep. Wear your fucking safety shit. Wear your safety shit. Don't shoot your friend. I almost did a story about someone shooting their friend. Oh, was it Dick Cheney? <laughs> no, it was this year. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, man. We should do those sometime. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I guess you should, you should definitely be a lot like Nicole. Yep. She is a huge badass. Mm-hmm. And you should be a little bit like Sherry, too, because yeah. she's had a sense of humor about her whole situation. Just don't be like Earl. Do not be like Earl. Stop being like Earl. <laughs> I know you're thinking about Stop it. it. Stop it. Don't. Knock it off. Go watch YouTube Picos Hank. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm literally gonna. I'm gonna, like, show you a video. Yes, please. I have more I want to drink before I leave here. Yes. <laughs> we barely tapped into... A whole fucking thing. The mini store that I created. <laughs> oh well we hope that all you sentient tornadoes have a good time and uh don't forget your can of water mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, never, so much never gets old fuck you <laughs>